Welcome, everybody. You are at the Clay Harbor Football Show. This is the football show where myself, Clay Harbor, a former NFL veteran for eight years, I talk all things Chicago Bears and all things NFL football. And there's no better way to start than to start talking about my favorite team, the team I loved growing up, the Chicago Bears. The Bears have been in the in the national media spotlight a lot this offseason, making big-time moves, and a lot of the national media members are giving us a little bit of a hard time. Why are the Bears fans so optimistic? Why does Chicago think that they can make this jump from the worst team in the league to an actual contender? And today, what I'm going to talk about is a few reasons why I think the Bears should be optimistic. I think this is a perfect year a year that's set up for the Bears to really turn some heads, to be a team that's better than a lot of people think they can be, to be a team that can actually contend for the division title in the NFC North. There's plenty of reasons to be optimistic if you are the Chicago Bears, and I will start listing those right now. The first thing's first. Let's look at the NFC North, the division the Chicago Bears play in. Who do we got? Let's start with the defending NFC North champion, Minnesota Vikings. Yes, the Vikings won a lot of games. They made the playoffs. But despite only losing four games, they were outscored on the season at minus 19 points. That's a team that shouldn't even be in the playoffs. They should be below 500. With with teams like the Eagles at plus 127, the Cowboys at plus 145 and the 40 and the 49ers at plus 148. Those are the best teams in the NFC. The Vikings were minus 19. Okay. This team, I don't like to use the, the term fraudulent, but they were fraudulent. Okay. This team was not, they won a ton of close games. I give them credit for that. Trust me. I know personally as an NFL player, it is hard to win close games, but the ball is not going to continue to bounce your way in the NFL like that. You maybe win half those games. The Vikings were a 500 team that, I hate to say it, got lucky to make the playoffs. And you saw that when they were bouncing the first round by a team that wasn't much better than they were. The Vikings shouldn't even have made the playoffs. I don't think they should have won the division. And they're fraudulent. What did they do in this offseason? Not much. Still got Kirk Cousins, yes. He's a great regular season quarterback. You you still got Justin Jefferson. You still got Dalvin Cook. Outside of that, the Vikings have done nothing to show me that they're ready to take another step to be a serious contender. The Vikings are fraudulent. I got the Vikings this year winning seven games. That's my thoughts on the Vikings. Okay, you say the Vikings, but what about the, you know, the perennial division leader that we got, the, the Green Bay Packers? You know, Aaron Rodgers, Chicago, I own you. Okay? They lost him. He's gone. Aaron Rodgers, that bad man that has owned the Chicago Bears, is no longer Green Bay Packer with Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks of this generation's of all times. Aaron Rodgers, they were 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm sorry, they were 8-9 uh, they, they and nine and missed the playoffs. The Packers missed the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. There is nothing to tell me that Jordan Love is going to come in 
and bring a team that Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers couldn't bring to the playoffs to the playoffs. They lost Alan Lazard. They lost Robert Tunyon. And they didn't get anything back. Christian Watson, yes, he's a decent receiver. They lost Dean Lowry. They lost Jaron Reed. They lost Chris Barnes. I liked their draft. I liked Kyle Van Ness, Lucas Van Ness. I'm sorry. I liked Luke Musgrave. I liked Jalen Reed. I liked Tucker Tucker Craft, and I like Dontavian Wicks. But with Jordan Love at the helm, I see this as a seven, maybe eight-win team. There's so many questions that they need to answer on that team still. They're young. I don't know who he's throwing the ball to. Luke Musgrave question, can he stay healthy? You lost Robert Tunyon. Green Bay, 7-8 win team. NFC North ain't looking so hot like it used to. The team that we go to now has been the team that has been all the rage. Everybody in the media, everybody's been wanting to talk about the Detroit Lions. I like the Lions. Dan Campbell was my old tight end coach when I played for the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints. Unbelievable guy, smart, intelligent guys. Players love him. This guy's actually biting kneecaps. That's his real mentality, man. Dan Campbell, he's he's legit. Guy works out hard. The guy works hard. He's a great coach. He's doing all the things right in Detroit. But I don't think they're ready this year to compete for a Super Bowl, to make a deep run in the playoffs, okay? The Detroit Lions gave up the most yards in the entire NFL last year. The Detroit Lions gave up the third most points in the entire NFL last year. Yeah, they signed Cam Sutton. Yes, they signed C.J. Garner-Johnson. I don't think that's enough to change your defense. You drafted Jack Campbell. I like him, but that's an overdraft. You drafted Jameer Gibbs, but where's the upgrade? Your running backs in my opinion, got worse. You lost Swift and Jamal Williams. You bring in Montgomery and Gibbs. If anything, that's an even wash right now. Gibbs is going to need some time to adapt to this NFL level of play. He's not going to come in and be a a Pro Bowl player right away. I mean, you've seen it before, but the odds of that happening aren't there. It's difficult for players, even players that play in the SEC, to come in and perform right away. Okay, I like their draft with, with Sam Laporte in the second round and Brian Branch and then Hendon Hooker waiting in the wings. But what did you do to this team to make me believe that they're going to go from the worst defense yards-wise in the NFL to a defense that can stop somebody? Your number one pick last year, Jameson Williams, he suspended for six games. This guy's not going to be on the field. You don't have help coming from him. To me, the Lions are a solid team. I think they're a nine-win team. Maybe 10. Maybe 10 if the ball bounces this their way. They are not a dominant team because they, are, they don't have a dominant defense. They have a good, solid offense with a below-average defense. The Lions aren't dominant. We've talked about the Vikings. The Vikings aren't dominant. They gave up the second-most yards defensively. Defense, horrible. 6,608 yards, the third most points. They lost some big-time players. The only guy they gained really is Dean Lowry on that defensive line that they need so much help on. Okay, so now 
We've talked about the, the NFC North competitors. Doesn't seem that hard of a conference division, I mean. Sorry. Now we go to the Chicago Bears. Why are the Bears fans optimistic that their team can perform? And the first is obviously Justin Fields. Justin Fields improved last year. He improved greatly, and that leads people to believe that he will improve again. You look at Trevor Lawrence with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. They were able to improve when you got them more weapons. What did the Bears do this offseason? They got him more weapons. DJ Moore has caught 1,000 yards over three times in his three times NFL career. He'd be the all-time leading receiver for the Bears if he had had his career in Chicago. This guy can make plays. This guy's a playmaker. He's got great yak yards. He is a top 20 receiver in the NFL, and that's not a debate. He is. The debate is if he gets into the top 15. He's done that with not great quarterbacks and with different systems. So you know he can get the job done. Bringing DJ Moore pushes Darnell Mooney back to number two. Had over 1,000 yards when he was number two with Allen Robinson. Last year only had 450. Pushes Chase Claypool back to number three. Now you got three and four, third and four best cornerbacks on the team trying to, trying to guard Chase Claypool, who runs a 4440, jumps 40 inches, is a big guy. You draft Tyler Scott, a guy that can absolutely fly, runs a 4340, jumped 11 foot broad jump, 40 inch vertical. Tyler Scott will spread some defenses out. He will get, create some space for the run game. What run game? The best run game in the NFL last year that the Bears had. Obviously, Justin Fields set records. He's one of the best rushing quarterbacks in NFL history last year. But Khalil Herbert led the NFL in yards per carry. He's a bona fide weapon. He's going to show it this year. They bring in Dante Foreman. When the Panthers traded... Christian McCaffrey last year, Dante Foreman showed why he could be a premier running back in this league. He had 900 yards, had five games over 100 yards after they traded CMC, Christian McCaffrey. This guy's great at breaking tackles. He's a hard-nosed runner. And they also, in my opinion, got one of the biggest deals in the late rounds of the draft, in the fourth round with Roshan Johnson. I thought he was a beginning of the third round guy, late round two guy. He can catch the football. He's good in pass protection, and he led the NCAA in missed tackles force percentage. This guy makes guys miss. He will get more yards than he expects, and you put him in the backfield with Justin Fields, the sky's the limit. Okay, you say, what about this offensive line, one of the worst offensive lines in the league? I don't think they were that bad, as bad as other people think, but you bring in Nate Davis, one of the best zone run-blocking guards in the NFL vastly improved in the past game. Nate Davis is a huge improvement at the guard for the Bears. And then, in my opinion, you get the best right tackle, right, Darnell Wright, no pun intended, right tackle. He is the right tackle. They made the right move. Some people thought they should have drafted Jan Carter. You, you drafted Darnell Wright. Now you keep Braxton Jones, who's a top 20 graded left tackle. Tackle overall, top 20 graded tackle overall per pro football focus. You get to leave him at left tackle where he, where he got to play. It's difficult switching positions. Everything's, everything's reversed. Tight ends, yeah, we go from the left to right. I know as a former tight end, 
it's something that has to come. I, I used to use a right-handed stance in college. Couldn't, couldn't do a left-handed stance. Finally, my second year in the NFL, I figured out how to use a left-handed stance. It's difficult. It's hard. You get to leave Braxton. You give him another year at left tackle. He's going to get better. Maybe he moves into a top 15 tackle. Darnell Wright, you watch some of his games against Will Anderson. You watch some of his games against Nolan Smith. This guy is going to be playing against some competition that's not even as good as what he was doing in, in college. He is a surefire starting right tackle. There, there is, in my opinion, he was the best pick for the Bears that could make at that point because you know the chance of him being a bust is very slim. You're not going to bull rush him. He's light on his feet. He's big. He's smart. He started for four for three years at Tennessee. This guy can play. He played left tackle. He played right tackle. He was really good at right tackle. I love Darnell Wright. He's got the size and he's got the production. Then you go to the defense. I was talking about the, the Vikings and the, and the Lions, terrible defense. The Bears were bad too. They helped their defense, not as much as I like, but they helped their defense. Their interior defensive line, Zach Pickens. Gervin Dexter, two big, strong, athletic, long-armed guys. Those are the type of guys that hold up, that can hold up defenders to keep them off your linebackers. What linebackers? The Bears don't have great length. The Bears signed TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edwards. Tremaine Edmonds. I call them the Eds. Edmonds and Edwards. The Eds are, are going to be two of the best linebackers in the NFL. They are. Tremaine Edmonds. This guy's only 25 years old. He runs 4-5 speed. He's 6'4", 250. He was graded as a top five coverage linebacker in the NFL as well as a top 10 run-stopping linebacker in the NFL. The same thing for TJ Edwards. Both these guys play well in the Tampa 2, Matt Eberflus, Allen Williams scheme. Why did they pay so much for linebackers? Because they need to. Why did they get these interior guys on the defensive line in the early in the draft? Two big, long, athletic guys to keep blockers off these athletic linebackers so they can make plays. That's why. It's coming together. You can see the vision that Eberflus is putting together, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus is putting together with this defense. They signed Andrew Billings, top 25-rated interior defensive lineman, underrated signing. He's a big run stuffer, a guy that keeps keeps blockers off your linebackers. Why do I keep saying keep blockers off your linebackers? If you have D linemen like the Bears did last year, I can't hold blocks that are getting blown back. It is hard for linebackers to make plays. This year, obviously, you got some rookies, some young guys playing, but those guys will be able to keep blockers off your linebackers. What about the defensive backfield? Jaquan Brisker is only going to get better. He had a good rookie year as a safety. Kyler Gordon, rough year for him, but he's going to improve. He can't get much worse. And then you bring in Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith. I think these two cornerbacks can play. I think they might overtake Kyler Gordon. Tyreek Stevenson, for sure. I went to the Senior Bowl. I watched him play. This guy can press as good as any, any cornerback that, in the draft. This guy was a great press core. He has, he has recovery speed, runs 4-4. Terrell Smith, I don't know if it's going to shake out. I can't wait for training camp because he's a player, too. He could jump Tyreek Stevenson. <laughs> I like both of these picks. And you see what Poles did. He has insurance on a lot of these picks. Yeah, you draft Gervin Dexter, but you also got you also got Pickens right there. 
You got Dexter, but you also got Zach Pickens right there. If one of the, if, if if Dexter doesn't work out, maybe Pickens does. If Stevenson doesn't work out, maybe Smith does. You've got some insurance there, some big need positions. I think he did a great job there with that. So overall, are there weaknesses on this team? Absolutely, defensive end. But the Bears still have money. You can sign a defensive end. If you want to be competitive this year, if if you want to, unless you're just looking down the road, next year we got this extra draft capital, you got the extra four, you got the extra one, which is beautiful. What a future that is. Then you got to go sign a defensive end. There's some out there. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about Yannick Ngakwe, Frank Clark, Leonard Floyd. There's a lot of guys out there that, that you can go sign to, 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 to get some pressure in this league. And I think they should because I don't think this team's far off in this division. Yes, you got Demarcus Walker and Rasheem Green. They improved your defensive ends. They, they, you're better than you were last year. Heck, even bring back Robert Quinn. You already got the fourth rounder for him now. Guess what? Bring him back. He can still play. You got Rasheem Green. You got Demarcus Walker, though. Those are improvements. Travis Gibson, Dominique Robinson, you know, not great years last year, but I still haven't given up on those guys. Those guys can improve and get better. You still need some edge rushers to be where to get to where you want to get if you're the Bears because you got to put pressure on quarterbacks in this league. For the most part, this is a passing league. How do you stop these big-time passers? You get pressure on the quarterback. Overall, I'll ask the question again, why is Chicago optimistic? All the reasons I just said. This division is wide open. Green Bay, Rodgers is gone. Okay, The Vikings, minus 19 point differential last year. Yes, they had a good year. They get bounced in the playoffs. Fraudulent. They're not a, they're not a great team. Detroit Lions, awful defense. Yeah, they improved. They got better. Got a lot of young guys. I'm not ready to, to crown them. Nine wins, maybe 10. There's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity for Dub Bears. That's why Chicago's optimistic. Justin Fields, DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards. This is a new Bears team. Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles, they've done a great job. I'm excited to see what happens with the Bears. And stay tuned for next week. We're going to talk more things NFL. We're going to talk more things Bears football. From a player's perspective, let's go. Bear down.